Welcome back to Open Mics on the Two Track Mind podcast feed. I'm Liam Toms and with me back in the room is... Edward Crawley. Welcome back, sir. And it's nice to see you. Good to... Well, we've, we've seen each other once, haven't we? Yeah. And you, you came around for a bevy when we didn't do anything, sort of. <laughs> it was a uh, bit unusual, actually. I think it's probably one of the few times that we've socialised in the last year... That, uh, that we weren't recording anything. Well, especially when it was at one of our each other's houses. Yeah. You know, if ten, typically we'd head to the pub or something to socialise, but this is nice. I've been welcomed back into your home. Uh, you set your mic up, I set mine up. It was all very <laughs> logistically planned, but it's lovely. It's nice to be sat opposite you again. <laughs> Good. And speaking of, uh, of a year, it is one year since we started the podcast. Um, I think the, the actual date was last week. But the episode didn't drop till a little bit later, so yeah. so we're we're round about a, a year of having done this. Um, I think the first open mics was September, so technically only eleven month anniversary for open mics. But this just happens to be the show that we're doing around the yeah, anniversary. Yeah, we, so we, we, you know, well, I don't, don't pick holes. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Why aren't you more popular? <laughs> we're thinking it too. <laughs> A year in, we we figured we'd be doing this full time that by now, um, didn't we? Yeah, well, it was going it was going swimmingly well, and then there was a pandemic, so we got you know, through that. We got yeah. through it. Well, I, I was thinking back over it. Actually, there's been some trials and tribulations along the way of doing this podcast. If you think back to the first episode, we were still using um, the it's actually sat in that box over there, the little desk um, dictaphone, dictaphone which we borrowed off uh, Tom Clark. I say borrowed, he, he probably doesn't even know that we used it. Well, it was it was, it was crap. We, yeah. I've just realised I was going to swear then and I was like oh better not swear but we do swear in open mics um, yeah it's fucked <laughs> um, I think some battery so acid leaked through it and, if yeah. anything we need to probably um, well that was the second episode that we recorded where it fell apart because you remember I was trying to think what we did there was phones after that wasn't it oh yeah we used the phone for a and bit and then we had the old mixer that's right yeah yeah before we bought a new mixer we've had some... yeah and then the mixer packed up because the update on the mac <laughs> yeah. stopped it working um and then we kind of like hit our stride for a few months we did I, they were some of the most enjoyable months <laughs> have you got say from the last year what's been a highlight um i think my go-to would be the uh, the stereophonics um, bust this town. That that's got to be. Oh, thanks the, very much. I think that was one of the first lyric uh, lyric rounds, lyric whatever you call it. It was bit. the first uh, you did. awful lyrics I did. Yeah, yeah. I re-listened to that recently. Did and, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still don't think I've heard the actual song itself. Some of them after um, you did it, I actually went and listened to, and uh, big fan of the Mel C song now. <laughs> Are you? I'm not. Oh, I don't. Think, I don't. I think I listened to it once. She um, was your favourite, though, wasn't she? I think we. Do you know what? <laughs> if there's something that we've covered a lot in the past year, I think it's who my favourite Spice Girl. Well, they're is. um they're doing a reunion again, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, they picked their 20th anniversary of something, or oh, right. I think they're next year. Talking of reunions, um, th- this is. I don't know how I got involved in this wormhole, but I think I sent you it, didn't I? The in fact, I don't know why it's not on my list. The Gary Barlow um, crooner sessions he's been doing. That's and right, I, yeah. I sent you the All Sense one, and you, you, did. you quite aptly suggested that it looked like he was a competition winner <laughs> in the middle of them. Yeah. But I was, I was really impressed with the, the, the voices that they've all got. I'm, af- I'm afraid I don't know them by first name because I wasn't. I, I like what, It's Mel Shaznick and that. that. There we go. But 
Who sang the first bit? Uh, Melanie. Oh, Blur. fantastic. Yeah, incredible voice. Hasn't changed. Like caramel, you know. This, that was like... what I said to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit partridge. That's what I said to you. Um, no, it's just, I was so like taken aback by it, but it works really well. And to be fair, I've watched pretty much every single one of the Gary I, Barber I didn't watch any session. others. Are there any highlights that I should be watching? Well, don't watch Craig David. I found that quite boring. No. Um, I have got a list on my phone that I sent to my two sisters. Of your, one. what, top five? Of them? Well, yeah, essentially. Well, I'll just try and think who they were. Um, Find the I, message. Well, this, is all, uh, this is how I'm prepared. I didn't even remember to... to um, Suggest this. It will be yonks ago. No, you, you can have a look. I, 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 in the meantime, I've got a couple of things that I'm supposed to say at the start of these oh, episodes yeah, anyway. Cool. Yeah. So uh, if you are enjoying this episode or you get to the end and you've enjoyed it, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, and if you're into music, you've come to the right place. Uh, but there's no music on this show. So if you actually want to listen to some tunes, go and subscribe to our Spotify playlist, uh, which is called Ed and Liam's Infinite Playlist. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. And some of the songs that we end up talking about today will be included in there. Uh, what else is there to say? Um, just quickly. Oh, um, and join the Brain Trust on, on Facebook. <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, we've set up a Facebook group. Uh, and if you join that, you'll get links to um, sort of bonus episodes, kind of additional uh, sessions that we record uh, we've put one up there already and i expect we'll probably leave the mics rolling at the end of this episode so once um it ends don't feel that you've been plunged into darkness by yourself just move over to facebook and you'll find us at two track mind um and we're on twitter and instagram at two track mind pod and there we I, go that wasn't too bad was it yeah really good feeling so some of my favorites have been all saints I actually thought James Arthur, who was a winner of X Factor, I thought his was really good. One that I was very surprised to enjoy, but she's got one hell of a voice and still absolutely can bash out a tune, is Claire from Steps. Yeah. she's Her voice is insane, and it was really, really good. Um, Howard from Take That, I thought his was really good, because I didn't realise he could sing quite as well as he could, but I suppose... Take that, one of those bands that whether you love them or hate them, as one of the boy bands that was around from that era where typically two could sing, three could dance. Mm. I know there's only three of them left in Take That, but you would have thought they were the three that could still sing that were left. So that was good. Um, but that's basically it. They were my... Oh. I didn't. One I didn't like was Craig David. I wasn't fussed about the Robbie Williams one either. But if you're... Which, uh, what song did Claire from Steps do? Oh, God. Um, it was Lady Gaga. Oh. Yeah, it was um, oh, the one she did with Cooper, Bradley Cooper. Oh, from, right, yeah, 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 from Star is Born. That's it, the remake of Star I'm is Born. I'm quite impressed that that came to my mind as quickly yeah, as it did then. I've not seen it. Um, you miss something. That one. But I am, I am partial to a bit of Gaga. Um, it was funny is it's been 10 years since um, we used to cover... Uh, Bad romance. That that just that seems so weird. That's ten years. That ago. was a decade ago. That's mad. That was in our set. Was that your favourite cover we did? Um, do you know what I did quite like? And it wasn't. 
the thing is, when we did Bad Romance, I mean, that was like in your face and loud. And I think we we sort of really exercised the MIDI track on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was probably the most memorable one. But I actually... Oh, that's your most memorable... My most memorable one is Flo Rider. Riding... No, not Flo Rider. Who sang Riding oh, uh, Solo? Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. When... Do you know what? We're in Newcastle. We've been told that... No, you're going on first now. And did we get paid? By, uh, <laughs> shall I say the name? Susie One. Um, Susie One, if you're listening. And get we in touch. weren't, I don't think we were originally going to put it in the set, but it was in the locker, wasn't it? Yeah. And we found out they were doing it, and we were pissed off because we actually, for Newcastle, we had a few people coming to see us. And I think we were promised second on, maybe, or third on, or mm. maybe. A, I think a fo- we were second on. No, but on a four we, band bill. But we then were meant, we were told to come on. First, weren't we? I can't, I can't quite remember. We were pissed off for some reason. Well, I think it was, yeah, I think it was something to do with pay and stuff. And but to this point, we'd had a good relationship with this band. I yeah, mean, we'd, yeah, we we'd played some shows, yeah. you know, and been reciprocal. But hearing uh, it, it, that was it. We heard it in their sound check, and we thought, "Fuck it." We hadn't tested the MIDI, and we thought we'll we'll do it. So the, we and we did. <laughs> and I'm not just blowing our own trumpets. Our ride and solo cover was all right. Yeah, I don't remember much about actually playing it. What counted on the night was it was better than theirs, and they still did theirs. Yeah, this is right. So there was a band that was on before us, because I... Maybe they weren't on before us, but there was another support band, and I... I was under the impression you guys were saying that the other support band were doing it. To which I was like, no, no, it's fine. We'll both do it. It'll be a laugh. I I didn't know. I didn't know that it was the headline band doing it until I heard them playing it. When I'm, I think I was like, um, sort of on the stairs of the. uh, If anyone knows the Newcastle Academy, it's sort of like there's like a mezzanine floor where the merch was set up. I jumped off it. (laughs) (laughs) You did. but I heard them playing riding solo, and I was like, you didn't fucking tell me that the headline band were playing it. Yeah, I think they were oh. pissed off. Memories of uh, summer 2010. Newcastle so again, was a good 10 night years for ago. us, actually. Yeah, that was a good show. That well, was good talking of um, things that are sort of the anniversary, on this day in 2000, Craig David hit number one in the UK charts with seven days. Wow. He was 19 Ten. years old. God, 20 years ago. 20 years ago since seven days. I feel like there's been... Loads of days since then. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that you'd actually worked out the sum of how many days there's been since no, seven days. No, I'm afraid not. Uh, can I quickly tell you my highlight? Of um, I've got two. I've got a highlight of lockdown when we weren't together. I thought you were going to say highlight of Craig David's seven days. Oh, I really like Wednesday. I thought that sounded like a right laugh. <laughs> what did you do on Wednesday? Off the top of your head, go. Let's go on Monday. Took her for a drink on Tuesday. We were making love by Wednesday. Yeah, oh, yeah, the, probably the best day. But that was by Wednesday. Now, does that mean it didn't happen on Wednesday? Does that? And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we chilled on Sunday. No, oh, okay, he was, right, yeah, he right. Was, three days on the trot. Four. Um, I suppose he was nineteen at the time. So. Four. Stamina. <laughs> <laughs> the first day was probably the best. Yeah. A bit haggard towards the end. Producing bird spit by the end of it. You know. Just a f- That's one for the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Um, you know the open mics we first did? Because we changed the format of open mics, didn't we? And that first, we're back, open mics, whee! That episode. <laughs> what, the one a couple of weeks back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From lockdown, that was my highlight. 
Oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, although I think in lockdown, if you haven't heard Sorry, them, are you going back to highlights of the show? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Because of the year anniversary. Right. Sorry, because I was fucking about with Gary Barlow um, and trying to find that. Yeah, sorry, I just... I you said forgot. your highlights and then I sort what of... What was my highlight? Oh, Stereophonics. Stereophonics. <laughs> and then I think before that, funny enough, I did enjoy your first rendition of Bieber. Which what? I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mainly because you fucked it up. Um, I won't say your top 40. Because that, <laughs> that's okay. I don't need which you Which you're like that. still getting comments about <laughs> as people catch up from back then. Oh, I had, do you know what? As I was setting up the mic, my mic earlier on, I had a lovely uh, bit of feedback. Public can I, can or I, just to you? Uh, it, it came to me. Uh, let oh. me find it. Personal or am I involved? Um, you are involved. Oh, it comes good. from our fa- our friend who uh, who would have been at that Newcastle show. Uh, so shout out to Ben, uh, Ben Benjamin Haynes Elkins Green, who has a lot of names, uh, and I think I've remembered all of them. There. That's <laughs> apologies, awesome. apologies if I haven't. Ben, uh, he replied. He, he he messaged me to say, um, I have to say that the podcast has been amazing. I live out in the middle of nowhere on my own. And having two familiar faces chatting away during lockdown has been really great. That makes me sound incredibly sad, but it's an awesome pod and I'm a big old fan of it. Isn't that nice? Oh, fantastic. I was quite surprised by that. If you could put that on iTunes as a review, <laughs> that would be... You'd re- yourself a pint. <laughs> really appreciated. Oh, that's lovely. Cheers, Ben. Um, I think he has reached out to me in the past to say um, he enjoyed it. That's uh, really good. Yeah, you know, we put a lot of effort into it, and I think maybe that is my highlight of the year. We already knew we could talk shop, to to put, oh. it, to put it bluntly. I, do you know? I always wonder what that meant. It means like talking, does that work? Talking the business, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, the, the business. <laughs> Let's get down to business. How do they say it? If they're called Bisney. Is that a thing? If I make no. that fucking up. <laughs> yeah. Let's get down to Disney. No, I, 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 I'm I just often, saying Disney awkwardly, aren't I? I often heard it um, said, and it wasn't until I think it was Avengers uh, Endgame, Iron Man says it to um, the other Avengers. When oh, they, good. When, now I'm going to cry. Sorry, spoilers. When they come and uh, visit him, uh, he says something about, uh, you can come in and talk dinner, but we can't talk short. That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny enough. We watched Endgame over lockdown. I've now never, still, not watched the end scene when... Well, not the end scene. When Iron Man goes and Pepper says to him, we'll be okay without crying. I've cried every time I've watched it now. Does that hit you as a parent? Well, no, not even that. I just think it's like the fact that he found the solution. He did the maths. He was there and he sits down. He goes, it checks out. And then you know, oh, he's coming back. And then he tries up, and he's all like sarcastic and oh, massive smart. spoilers if people have not well, seen this film. It's been out for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously he like when it turns to him, and he's got the gemstones in his glove, and it's like, oh, fuck, now he's gonna die. And then he does die. It's so sad, <laughs> isn't it? He's gone and bloody died. And then like they all take a kneel, don't they? Oh god, it's such a really. Uh, it is a fantastic film. 
I do, I do recommend if people aren't into the Marvel films, what even if you just no, you should watch all of them because they all add up. That, that's a good little taster we've given people there of us talking about something other than music. Oh, so, here we so go. if you want to hear more of us talking, you know, shop about other such uh, matters, then yeah, check out that bonus episode that I was telling you about before on the Brain Trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah off the record, become a not... brainy. I think yeah. they're calling it on the uh, on the streets. <laughs> You're part of that brain trust, are you? Yeah, yeah, I am, mate. As it happens. And if you hate Facebook, and I'm appreciating that some people do, just join the uh, the mailing list at twotrackmind.uk. They've renewed the domains, so make use of them, please. Oh, I still owe you the money for that. Oh. Um, <laughs> Don't talk shop on the air. <laughs> but just quickly, it's a big happy birthday to Louis Armstrong, who was born on this day in 1901. Wow. Do you know who he is? Yeah, what a wonderful world. I sit It's like he was in the room. <laughs> it's me. Um, I did see something about this today. Someone, I saw someone posted about this. Well, it, so I, I was aware. I'm not sure if he's 119 or if he's passed away. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm he sure. has passed yeah, away. So, but thank you for that. And Could you name any other songs he's done? Oh, no, sorry. He must have done another one. You thought so. Yeah, to, to 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 be on the on this day in music, um, I was I'm gonna go right. I think he's done another one that you're gonna know, and I'm gonna give you clues. Here we go. Are you doing the Spotify search to see what's in his top five songs? When we're dancing cheek to cheek, you know that one. Dream a little dream. Of course he did. Dream a little dream. Dream a little dream of me. Whatever. Oh, hello, Dolly. Well, hello, <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> You're looking at me as if I've gone fucking mad. It's the Hazy Jane. It's the Hazy Jane. I think you've given me the one that is the higher percentage, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy <laughs> It's gone to shit. We should have stayed away. What, uh, what have you been listening to? I'm like... All right, yeah, let's bring it back. So, I'll go through a couple that I like. This is a bit of an older one, but I figured you'd have something to say on it. Because, I don't know, did we touch on Weezer Hero? We did. No, I don't know if we did. We did end game, didn't we? Or end of the game, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Marvel. But they've released another one from the Van Weezer album, haven't they? Yeah, Hero. Um, yeah, which is um, which is great. And they've done a piano version yeah, as well. Yeah, which is why it came back on my ra- my release radar. Oh, yeah, I think possibly I'd preferred the piano version. Yes, I think it's really good. Yeah. Really good. I'd um, that. But uh, if the original version, another massive chorus. Yeah. And the guitar. That's right, because the video had them, uh, they had loads of people took part in it, but they were like passing something between them all, yeah, weren't yeah. they? It's yeah, it's quite well edited. I'm really excited for this Van Weezer album, I think, because it's still got that sort of guitar tone which suggests mm. it's Van Halen-esque with the mm. Van Weezer or, or the stadium rock or metal. When is it, when is it due? I think it's I been pushed know. a couple of times. Oh, it's so annoying. We're supposed to know that sort I of thing. I can't wait to hear it. And, you know, the Black Album sort of went under the radar for me. Mm. Um, the White Album was all right, but... I think uh, it sort of all got pushed with... Um, the Green Day thing. Yeah, the whole Hell Omega package, which, funnily enough, was what we were talking about on that first episode of Open Mics. It was when the uh, 
father of all motherfuckers track yeah, had been dropped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so that was when that. all that you know that whole lot got announced. So right now, really, we should that should be in the rearview mirror. But it's it's still <laughs> weirdly it's still to come. I may see if there's been some returns and get a ticket for that now. Yeah, I've got a friend that's uh, that's got one spare. And how much is that? Um, I don't know. I hopefully I'll get it for face. Is that my namesake? No. Oh right. No, sorry. All right. Um, Ed. Um. So another one. Oh, speaking of Ed. Uh, I'll come back to that. All right. Another one. Acrobats have dropped another single. Do you like it more? The Karate Body. Yeah. So you've heard it. I. I do you know what? I listened to it mostly to to think. Ed w- might. Would Ed like this more? It's it's better. Yeah. It's closer. Yeah. To... Yeah. It's. I'm, I've got. A, the lyrics still aren't. Fantastic, but for me, it seems like um, stand back, man. I don't want to hurt you too much. I get my reps in because I'm a lethal weapon. Whoa, 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 yeah. Understand, I'm the man with these big fat power hands. Crush them big or tall, make them crawl. I'm fantastic, man. Double kick, karate body, karate body, karate body. I'm going to work it out. You told me you didn't have any lyrics you were going to read today. Yeah, but I didn't think they were as shit as the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done an acrobat one, but. As a as a song, I think it's more with the acrobats that I enjoy. A little bit silly, but it seems like they've taken time to write it. It seems like a more thought out song than the Amazon shit one. Pajamas on, yeah. Come on, have some respect. Um, so randomly, a band that I normally wouldn't typically pay too much of attention to. Is oh, is it Kylie Minogue? No, has she done one? It's a banger. Is it? Yeah, it's not bad. Do you want to talk about that instead? <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but it's just when you said that it wasn't someone that you usually talk about, I thought this could be my big in. Well, it wasn't. It was Bastille. Oh. <laughs> They've done a... Who tr- I hate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I couldn't name another track, but it, it was on the release radar. And mainly it was on the my re- release radar because it features Graham Coxon. Oh, interesting. On guitar and some backing vocals. And it is a real guitar-heavy track. You can tell the coxswain elements to it. Um, I did Google it, but because it was out like two days ago, there's nothing really online about it. So I haven't got any extra information on why it's happened, if they approached him, if he Hmm. was involved in the writing, and they said, would you want to be a co-write? But yes, good. I was really surprised. I really enjoyed it. Because Bastille's a band... I I joke when I say I I don't really hate any bands, but... um, I've never, I've just never got into them. I've no, never, nothing's ever really. They're like Imagine Dragons to me. They're oh, like okay, I know yeah. of the name, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, they're big. Who's the other one that everyone seems to um, rave about? They supported Green Day on a on a tour once. Oh. Royal Blood. No, not Royal Blood. I don't <laughs> um, have to put that out of my arms. They're another like rock band who are sort of pop rock. I don't know. Oh, mate. They're huge as well. This is really annoying me. Should I drop it in after, shall I? You can't what? Just you. The band Edward was thinking of was um, not Louis Armstrong, because that's still on my Spotify. I better find it if I just type in Bastille, because it will be... Um, I bet it's someone they recommend being similar. No, no, no. Of Monsters and Men. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, who are another one sort of off that cuff, I guess. Um, and I know of them, I just don't know any tracks. And the last single that I've checked out, which I've played more times than I'd care to admit, I've, I've just admitted it, um, is McFly. Happiness. Oh, I've not heard it yet. It's groovy. 
It's it's got this cool little. It's a summer tune. It's a massive. They've released at the right time. Maybe a month earlier would have been good, I think. But I guess lockdowns sort of easing and maybe people are getting out more. But it's got this cool little uh, key type part, or but it's going bam 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 bam. It sounds a bit. It's it reminded me a bit of Jamie Cullum. Do you remember him on the yeah. old piano back in the day? Yeah. It's got that sort of vibe to it, but it's 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 cool. Oh, I will check that out. That's, that, I was, it was on my radar, but Christ, uh, not on my release radar. Yeah, Christy laughed at me because I came in singing it, and she was like, "Oh, you like the McFly track, do you?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, it's a catchy tune. It's all right. I like but, it." You know, we've talked about McFly in the past. It's not a band that you're ashamed to say that you've enjoyed some of their I've tunes. I've seen them four and, times live. And the, <laughs> there you go. Proof's in the pudding. And the Jason Perry connection, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was mainly the Jason Perry connection that made me take sort of interest in that Motion mm. in the Ocean album because I was like, hold on a second. If Perry's getting involved and he sings their prayer. And, you know, he every interview when he's ever been approached and talked about the fact he's had... He was like, you know, he rates Dougie as a bassist. They all play their own well, instruments. Dougie They're all multi-talented a. blokes. The fact they happen to be in a pop boy band and the way they got, you know, scouted by James from Busted and whatnot, I don't, you know, bands get scouted all the time. And, or, you know, but... Yeah, they're a good live band. They're a good guitar band. I think... Um, do you know what? I think this might have even been from when we did our, our Slam Dunk review, which wasn't even an official two-track mind... Episode. So really, when we talk about it being a year, actually, it's over a year. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think we were saying that we could see McFly being Doing special guests at, yeah, at yeah. Slam Dunk this year. Busted were. Which, again, that's so weird that that's now, like, in the past. And, yeah, some of the most still of the bands on the have agenda. reconfirmed, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some haven't, but... Yeah. Well, we can re-record, or we just release the same pod again when we have that conversation about the lineup. Well, yeah, that would be good. Um, and, oh. Happy birthday! He's just come in the room. Ian Broody from the Lightning Seeds. Was it Brody or Broody? I haven't got a clue. Why don't you ask him if he's here? Um, oh, it's Broody. <laughs> Doesn't um, look too happy about that. <laughs> so, famous. Take a, take a seat over there, Ian. People will probably know him more, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, for Free Lions with uh, Badil and Skinner. Yeah, he's, he's laughing. <laughs> That's me laughing at the faces he's pulling yeah. to Liam. Uh, um, what about Pure? We love Pure, don't worry. And the other ones you've written. What are some of the other Lightning Seeds tracks? Um, always look on the right side of life. No, that, that's not one of them. <laughs> Something like that, though, surely. Tell us, Ian. Oh, is he Matt? He's Mancunian. He's, he's he? making us guess. Oh, you, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? Our first guest. Oh, yeah, pure life of Riley. Obviously, the life of Riley. I told you something about life. Oh, lucky you. Oh, lucky you. You remember that one? They're the only ones I can remember. Um, Lucky you. Oh, yeah. Good ones. No point mentioning the others. That's it, Ian. Mainly pure the life of Riley and lucky (laughs) you, you, isn't it? You can shoot on now. That's all we need. I'm actually looking across the room as if someone is actually there. That's a freelance honest off you go. Get out of here, you crazy cat. Well, I'll tell you what, the B in uh, GCSE drama really came into play there. See you, Ian. Try, mate. See you later. <laughs> if you see Frank oh, and David. Um, 
And that draws me to a conclusion on every all the shit I've got. Um. <laughs> well, you burnt through that pretty quickly. I've had to talk about some songs. Uh, what have I been listening to? Well, yeah, I, I got, well, well, I got come, my well, wish. Let, let me make it seem like I'm like... In, uh, what have you been listening to? Oh, wow. I, uh, nice of you to ask. I um, I got my wish of uh, of getting a new album from The Sounds this year. If you remember back yeah, at the beginning of the year. I haven't I, checked out yet. I talked about the fact that they uh, teased it about two years ago and it never came out. Yep. It actually came out this year. And what a year they picked to release a new album. Um, and it's all right. It's, oh. it's, it's, not, uh, it's not grabbing me just yet. There's some absolute... Uh, bangers on yeah. it I'm, I, I'm quite pleased to tell you but it's overall uh, i'm not sure um interesting but i don't i don't write it off <laughs> because i love it. Yeah, sometimes they take a couple of listens especially when they're a band where you've enjoyed so much of their stuff yeah the expectations become that's high. like the new death cab album i know that's now going back a couple of years yeah yeah whereas that still for me hasn't Really? Yeah. I've got to say, that's my favourite Death Cab album there's been for probably the last few they've done. I really enjoyed the most recent one. You know, shocked. Sorry? We we should... We've never discussed this. (laughs) You, honestly, that's one of your favourite of recent years. Thank You For Today. Yeah, with Gold Rush. Gold Rush. Yeah, I I think that's their best record since... um, uh, since uh, Narrow Stairs. Ugh. Yeah. 100%. Oh, did I say Over Plans? The Plans was before that. Then what's the other one? Yeah, so you've got Narrow Stairs, yeah. uh, Codes and Keys. Codes and Keys, sorry, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't... I, oh, there's, I love there's, that. Don't get me wrong. And Great tracks on Codes and Keys, but not my favourite. Kintsugi? I like Kintsugi. Uh, yeah, I love that. But this most recent one was my uh, my favourite one they've done well, for a Well, Narrow Stairs is my favourite. And then I'd probably say Plans. Yeah, I think Plans is my favourite. Then I'd probably say... Oh, it's a tough one for me between Kintsugi and Codes and Keys, but thank you for today. You're getting getting a lot of trouble from the hardcore fans for not uh, talking about... um, Trans. Yeah, Atlanticism. Yeah, I like it, but I think the production on it... I think Def Cab do benefit from better production because they've got that sort of grand It's more interesting. Yeah, I do think they've become a bit more... It's like going to see a, a, you know, I don't know. Some bands benefit from a rawer sound. And I think a band that we've discussed in text, King Prawn. King Prawn, if you're unaware of them, are like a UK... Change the uh, tone up a little bit there. <laughs> Two opposite ends of the, of the uh, spectrum. <laughs> yeah. But their new album is far too overproduced. It's far too polished. When his vocals need to be raw and snappy and sharp. And the guitar needs to be a bit edgy whereas Def Cab that first one is a bit sort of I don't know it's a bit rough around the edges and I think they benefit from a little bit of a polished sound you know to to get the most out of their instruments and the sounds they put in and it's like postal service you wouldn't be able to do that without a slight editing process and even postal service is on the rougher side of edits from what we're used to from Ben Gibbard you know like but some bands benefit some don't and I think I know, but the new one, I've probably only, since it came out, I've probably only listened to it ten times. I don't know, oh, no, I find I it a little bit, I don't know, not samey is not the word. Because I don't think anything he's ever done is samey. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm still getting no, into interesting it. Interesting sidestep. Uh, how do I segue back to the sounds? Um, 
talk about King Prawn again? <laughs> Back via King Prawn. So, um, um, is, it, no, is I, it different sort of material? I'd say it... Some of them harken back to the very first album, which wasn't the album that I got into the band on. I no, got into no, them on the second album. So some of the earlier stuff and th- doesn't... A bit like, funny enough, a bit like Def Cab. Like, I don't feel quite the same attachment, attachment that maybe an OG fan would. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there are some really good tracks on it, though. I just... I, do you know what I think part of it is? I've not got a... Um, well, because I still have a CD player on my car and I, you know, that's all I can play in the car. Yeah. Um, I've not got a CD copy of it yet. So yeah. I've not, I've not taken it on a drive and I think I really need to, like, I'm just listening to it either in headphones or um, bouncing it to the TV or whatever. So I feel like I need to give it a bit more time, but, but it is good. And they did a, this is going right back to April now. They did a, they filmed a live show. Um, maybe I talked about we this. We have talked yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, maybe I did. So I went. And the, did myself. they play any of them on? They that? did. Yeah, and they were quite good when they played them in in that set. So, yeah, I'm not. It's, it's certainly not a write off, but I'm not raving about it. Whereas the new Heim album, I'm just completely blown away by, it. and I think a lot of people are as well. Like I've seen a lot of um, hype good press on it for yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, they're getting yeah. coverage from everywhere. Yeah, but it, but that was another one though. First listen through. I was a bit like, okay, okay, it's 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 different, and it is notably different to some of the previous stuff. But I felt the same on the second album, and again, it's because the expectations have been so high each time around. Yeah, yeah. Loved the first album. It's probably at some point we'll do a top five debut albums of the two of the twenty tens. Yep. To follow up the uh, the other one that we did, um, that's either got to be number one or number two for me from from last decade. Uh, and the second album came out, and I remember listening to that and just thinking, yeah, this is a bit more polished this time. I think I preferred it more raw. And then, funnily enough, they've gone back to a, a, a bit more of a organic sort of sound this time, and it was tough for me to make that transition back, back to it. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as I kind of adjusted, I mean, the songwriting is just incredible. It, there's something else. Like, you occasionally you do just get bands like this that just almost appear out of nowhere. And, uh Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they've got all bases covered. Um, I think so. I think I think they do appeal to a wide set of people because you you've got like sort of classic rock fans that I could imagine would be into it. Yeah. Right up to you know someone who just listens to chart R and B and stuff would still find something to enjoy. Yeah. This is. Um, yeah. Could they be the new prodigy? <laughs> As a segue band, where all these different people who like genres suddenly are found at one gig you know when yeah. prodigy first came out they attracted the punks the rockers the people who were into dub and dance and that sort of thing and they attracted the poppy thing because they were on top of the pops yeah and so suddenly you've got five different people at one gig going what, the, what are you doing here <laughs> you know <laughs> and the other person is ian from the lightning seat <laughs> <laughs> no get out um sorry ian but you know, but the prodigy were that band. Are, yeah. and you, are you saying that they could be the band that, what like, they, for me, you and I are easy to talk to. You know, one of the albums that I've raved about in recent months is the Laura Marling album. We are two people, and we won't be the only two people who do this who be openly we seek music. And if we like it, we like it. We, I'm, I think that's why we're drawn to each other to talk about music because we are very open minded and. 
that's not because we're trying to do it to prove a point. It's just how we've been brought up, you know, parents, friends, listen to this. All right, yeah, we'll listen to that rather than, no, I'm only listening to Sponge and Real Big Fish, you know. <laughs> yes, for a period we did do that. But yeah. You grow out of it unless you're some people and they get the very like why would i listen to that and it's like well you know you might like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> is that so hard to conceive um yeah i mean you, you've got people that are really enjoying the fact that they play guitar solos like yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that's an unusual thing to hear on the radio these days and it probably is a rarer thing but at the same time you've got like program beats and stuff and mm. freeway harmonies and and stuff they I think what Heim have been really good at doing is looking across like almost like the great songbook of all time and just picking like different styles and things and just playing with it. Yeah. And one of the tracks that is kind of been included as a bonus track, which is Summer Girl, uh, which obviously had a lot of airplay last year. Um, they it, it references um, uh, Take a Walk on the Wild Side. That that song, I can't remember who the artist was for that. But they they've actually given him a writing credit on it so they've they've, they've just basically oh, said okay. it's taking that idea of that song and kind of reimagining it um and yeah which is really interesting I, uh, I, I i don't want you to quote me on this and maybe it's something i can tweet or something but i could have sworn i read an article or or the blurb in a facebook sort of thing when it when the album first came out setting saying this was an important album to, or something to about paying attention to. I swear there was something about Prince, like this. This album is doing what females. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see what that. Prince did for yeah, yeah. You know, and there was. I swear it was something to do with Prince. I wish I. It will be on. I swear it was Enemy. I'm not familiar I, with the quote, but I can see where that might be coming from. That it is just so sort of ashamed, unashamedly out there. Yeah, yeah. And, I think and that's just what it was playing with different styles. To. Um, funnily enough and again I think his name is Ariel one of the producers um, he was in the band The Hippos do you remember that Scar band? I think they came up on something the other day I don't know how bizarre is that I didn't know this for a long time and I kept seeing his name come up as a producer um, and, oh, no, and then I looked him up to see like what his other credits were because quite often now if, if I'm listening to an album and I think oh this is an interesting production um, like uh, I think his name's Justin Mendel Johnston who did uh, some of the recent <laughs> Johnson I don't know who did uh, some of the recent Paramore albums and Tegan and Sarah and uh, and Jimmy Eat World he's done the, 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 the most recent two Jimmy Eat World oh, albums cool. so I'll, I'll go and I'll like look to see what other albums they've done and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and just see whether there's like sort of like similarities between it uh, but yeah, so I was looking at this Ariel guy and yeah, he was in the hippos. Bizarre. So it's interesting actually, you know, funny enough, you joked just a minute ago saying about Sponge and Ruby Fish and then we like come into this wild world of all these other genres. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think that's kind of sort of happened in a, in a weird way that a lot of people that were involved with like the punk and scar, you know, third wave stuff around the, you know, yeah. turning of the millennium. We're talking 20 years ago now. Yeah. And now like having second careers, like still in music, but they're involved in like breaking all these new artists. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, Vinny, we've not talked about Les and Jake yet, so let's, we better do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, someone sat there with their bingo card. They've not mentioned Jake yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Drink now. You know, Vinny and, and, and like his involvement with, uh, with sort of spearheading that whole movement of, um, again, Paramore, uh, Fallout Boy and all that. Gym class heroes. Yeah. And, you know, um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be said about Scar. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, there is. Well, I've got nothing to add on the matter, really. Well, that's okay, because I'm going to use this as a nice little segue now into uh, the return of a popular feature, Show and Tell. Oh, good. This always works well on the pods. It's so, a fantastic uh, segment. I did, I did think that, and I'm going to start doing it, I'm going to start doing either a Facebook Live, or, and I'm saying it out loud. Subject to change. I'm going to go on and... Uh, say maybe once every few days I'm going to get an album out of my collection and just discuss it cool a vinyl album and I'll I think I'm going to I know what I'm going to start with okay are you going to tell us now or are you going to well I'll start with the, uh, yeah I'm going to start with the Offspring Americana that that um, anniversary version cool and I'm going to so I've show and tell could in the same way that what's his name who did Deal or No Deal Noel Edmonds had an idea <laughs> And made fucking millions, because that is his show. And he sold it to around the world. Show and tell starts here. We're going to sell it to the world. <laughs> Talking about... No one's ever talked about vinyl on a, on a video <laughs> record. And we're going to be first to the post. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to talk about vinyl. Oh. I'm going to talk about cassettes so oh. talking about Haim and obviously the new Haim album the the good thing about a big release is obviously a lot gets put into it in terms of pre-orders yeah. and different packages and stuff so uh, I was pulled in by a few of the packages oh a this, few yeah uh, this is one of them that I got so these oh. are free cassettes based on the free sisters uh, and I've got um, quickly I need to remember the names now I've got uh, Alana Haim there yep uh, I've got uh, Danielle Heim, and yep. I've got uh, Este. So that is the, al- the same album, uh, three times <laughs> on cassette, as you can... They're, as you can so they're gr- for the, the purpose, they're green, red, and blue. And uh, yeah, lime green. Yeah, all right. And maybe that's like a blood orange bit. Oh, well, green, red, and well, blue. Well, come on, you've got to like, really spell it out for people here. <laughs> and it's got a picture of all three sisters, and I'll, I hope you don't mind me... Why would you mind me saying? But they're they're an attractive bunch. Oh, of course, yeah. And um, they're on cassette form, and yeah. the, the three of them look like they're led on a beach there. Um, and I see there's a parental advisory sticker on there, so there will be some swears. That's right. Uh, on one of the songs, she says cunt. Oh, dear God. <laughs> uh, hold on. I've got a censored thing. You should have told me. You should have told me. We've got... I can censor it if need be. Uh, where is it? I'm downloading a different sound there. Backwards. Say it again. On one of the songs. Oh, it's turned off. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> there you go. There's a birthday bonus for you. The sea bomb. Um, um, is that all you got? If you can hear the rustling as well, that that goes to show that they're they're still sealed. I've Do you think they could them. be worth something? Uh, I don't know, but um, I'll be honest. It wasn't my first choice. Right. Okay. But I uh, I was drawn into going for this this particular. Do you collection. have a tape deck? Um, I don't uh, no. believe it or not. Um, I was drawn into this particular collection because uh, a deal was made. Um, Hold on a second. <laughs> have you made a deal on the internet? You've rang them up. Hello, internet. I see. There's a deal to be done. Here. Well, basically, I said to Heim, I said, uh, Yeah, okay. I'll uh, I'll give it a punt. I'll I'll go for the uh, the free cassette collection um by the way i think a big part of the packages were to really boost the sales in the in the first week and yeah. it worked they got to number one so I'm, okay. I'm quite happy to have been behind that um but i cut a deal with with danielle and uh basically i 
help get them to number one, she has agreed to um, to answer my phone when when I can't get to it. So you, you quite often call me and you go through the voicemail. Uh, so now, rather than a, a boring message, you're going to hear this. Hi, this is Danielle from the band Haim, and you've reached the voicemail of Liam. Liam can't get to the phone right now, but leave a message, and Liam will hopefully get back to you. Thank you, and have a great day. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure you can agree. She's done a bloody good job of that. You don't think she said a million names and they've cut Liam in then? No, I think they might have done you know, them individually, but perhaps if there are other Liams that pre-ordered, then they might have the same one. And if you're listening and your name's Liam, feel free to take wow. that snippet and you can use that. I hate to uh, burst your bubble. It will definitely be that they've cut names in. I had a customer who used to do it with happy birthdays, happy anniversaries, and they'd get like David Beckham to say, happy birthday, happy anniversary, and then he'd say the names, and they had a whole team of people who would then cut it together to make a perfectly flowing sentence. You've just pissed over my <laughs> birthday cake. No, well, no, if, it's, if there's only the option for the answer phone message, maybe you're right, maybe it's just for you. Anyway... <laughs> You've got that to face every time you call me and I don't pick up now. In fact, sometimes I won't pick up on purpose yeah, so, so that you have to hear I, it. I'm telling you now, I think you do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited if you do pick up. Well, now you get to hear Daniel from Heim every time you, you, you try. It's like Bruce seeing me put my trainers on. I'm just going for a walk, mate. <laughs> We're not going running today. It's the same with you and the bloody answer phone message. You never pick up. <laughs> Well, to be to be fair, when I was looking at that as a package, I did think of you. I thought, mm, that's going to be a good one to get Claudio. So you got three tapes and an answer phone message. Yep. I also did get another copy of the uh, of the album, and I, I actually did already have that on, on CD. Um, so Was there a vinyl version? Oh, I've got the vinyl, yeah. Oh, yeah, got that, you've yeah. got three tapes, two CDs, a vinyl, and an answer phone message. Yeah. yeah. What have you invested? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me now. Sam's not in earshot. What have you invested? Is it three figures? I think it's probably three figures. They get 33 bangers each. So I've, so I've got a spare CD. So uh, something we trialled on the last day for Mike's is when I had something I didn't want, I put a call out to the listeners and someone claimed it. So if you remember on Vinyl Rant last time, uh, I had a bundle of records that turned up which weren't what I ordered. Oh, um, yeah. And I said, anyone wants them? Let me know. So about a week after we put that episode out, I had a message from our friend Edward Shaw. Uh, and he said, has anyone claimed the bundle yet? <laughs> I said, of course, mate. You're way too late. You're a week in. They hadn't. He's now got the bundle. I delivered it to him today. Um, what was in it? I, we looked at it. I can't remember what the name of the band was, but I'm not going to say because I don't want it to uh, lead back to the, the label. But he will be giving us a review uh, without giving any names. All oh, right, cool. <laughs> um, so, Should yeah. We tease? So, if anybody, if anybody would like a copy of Himes' uh, Women in Business, uh, you can win it just by um, leaving a review. Yeah, or just, just message. And we'll choose the best review. Surely that's it. I think that's a lot of work. I think someone I, just needs to someone just claim it. Well, what I was what was it used to say? Fish or Bagsy? Fish. Fish. Yeah. Right, the first person to reply fish gets the album. There we go. Not you, Ian. <laughs> fish. Um, are you excited about what could potentially be the biggest show and tell because I've almost forgotten that we both purchased something. I, I can't think what it is. Well, don't say it if you've come to 
Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, that's, yeah. Good, that's soon. Showing. That's August, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's August now. Yeah, that's exciting, mm. isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah, we've got a vinyl pre-order I on the way. God forbid I hope yours comes in mint condition. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we're in for another vinyl rant about smart punk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't, don't give any names. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so an album which is... Have you got anything else, by the way? Oh, no, no, no. I'm spent. All right. <laughs> Easy. Um, so, an album which I didn't originally buy on vinyl, and now I see it sold out on pretty much every colour or variant, which I, I'm going to go out and buy it. An album that um, the other lady, the other person from Fat Wreck, the female, what's her name? I don't know. Fat Mike's ex partner. You know, they did Fat Wreck together. Okay. They split. She stayed as whatever CEO or whatever. Said that she was so chuffed they did the album because it's the biggest selling Fat Wreck album in years. It made Brett Gurowitz from Epitaph. It is Epitaph, isn't it? Mm. Ring Fat Mike to have a go at him to say, why have you done it? Couldn't we have a variant? Because... One of the guys has done a few releases on Epitaph. Is this your blast from the past? No, this oh, is Nerfex and Frank. Frank did oh, a couple of releases right. on yeah, Epitaph. Yeah. yeah. And obviously they've released this album on Fat Wreck because yeah. Fat might basically turn. I've heard an interview anyway. Fat um, might turn around to Frank and said, "Where do you want to release it?" And Frank was like, "Well, Fat Wreck makes the most sense, doesn't it?" And he was like, "Great, that's brilliant." It is honestly they're one of their biggest selling albums in ages. Okay. Um, Probably the fact that it's a bit of a novelty. No effects have done a verses before with Rancid, where they did five songs each. But yeah, couldn't wait to check it out because I'd seen the adverts, which have been clever and funny. Um, a few animations with Frank at the end saying, hey, can we have a bit more of my version? And a few videos with Nerfex dressed up looking a bit like Frank. It's all been very clever marketing. And so I was looking forward to the release date. And I wasn't disappointed. And you've checked it out as well. Yep. I've got a few thoughts. I think the Fra- NerfX version of Frank's songs are some of the best things that NerfX have put out yep. in fucking <laughs> ages. Yeah, if you didn't know Frank, and uh, but you were a NerfX fan, you'd be fucking over You'd be the really pleased with those. Yeah. Substitute, their version of Substitute is insane. Yeah, I think really it's better than the original. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I love that uh, version. Um of Love Iron Song. and But it is mad. The way it starts off just very sort of... And then it breaks down into the punk and there's a bit of guitar. It's amazing. Worst Things Happen at Sea follows suit. Oh, and that's one of your favourite Frank songs. It's it's not as good as the original. But it is huge. Again, it's just straight out what Nerfex do well, which I think what they haven't done in a while. It's very sort of... I know, it's so good. Thatcher's good. It's not my favourite. It's a bit more sort of not one-dimensional because it does chop and change in it. But his vocals sound great singing it. Mm-hmm. And then it's a bit tongue-in-cheek with um, Al Jefe doing sort of an English accent. Yeah. Um, ballad is great. Again, it's... And they've got all the gang vocals at the end. And Glory Hallelujah isn't my favourite Frank song, but... It's a great version of it. Yeah. It's amazing. The first five. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Can I just say something about the Frank 
tracks before you jump yeah, in because yeah. I'm interested to know whether my opinion is the same as yours and you've actually probably written yours down I haven't so mm-hmm. I'll say what I think and we'll see if it matches up the paper I can't see um, the Frank songs I also really enjoyed I thought there was some unusual sort of experimentation within Frank's sound yeah. but I didn't know many of the Nerf X songs they were more obscure uh, tracks well I so th- I've, I've basically made those sort of notes so I think um, I, I I couldn't remember. So I'll quickly, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump into another segment. Oh, sidestep. And it is a. <laughs> that is the wrong soundbite. That was so from from the past. <laughs> Bit rusty. So my my blast from the past is NerfX. So long and thanks for all the shoes. It was the first NerfX album I bought, and probably the first. Um, that was my introduction into them, and I did have the I screenshot the set, but it's the one with Champs Elysees, mm-hmm. Murder the Government. I I didn't know Punk and Drublick. I didn't get into the previous albums, Ribbed or whatever it was. It was it's like Lagwagon. Such a fucking massive body of work that Christ, I can't do all of them. Yeah. I can't love every bad but you religion. Really like a I of can't them. love every bad religion album. I've got my favourites that I'll always listen to. I don't need to check out the other ones with only one single on or anything. So, and Nerfix are one of those bands that do have a hell of a lot of albums. So, I think there's, there's probably some lag wagon bad religion and no effects purists right now that are pissing blood at what you've just said. Well, but like, you're, but I, I totally get well, what you're like saying. It's like trash and, and whatever, two cat. Yeah. I think if these S&M were, Airlines. Yeah. I think these, if these were bands that we'd got into an album and then they'd never done anything else, we might have gone backwards. But we've been lucky, really, and spoilt for the fact that we've had new albums come subsequently from the ones that we got into. Yeah, so no effects. So since So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes, you've got Pump Up the Valium. War on Errorism, Wolves and Wolves Closing, Coaster, and then that's sort of where I dip in and out a bit. But those, you know, War on Errorism, excuse me, with Franco and American, because of the era we grew up in, that had a video, and it was very much poignant for the time we were growing up in. And I've got memories of So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes. I must have bought it at Red Rock in Poole. I don't know why it was probably the cheapest NerfX album. And I, One of the six quid deals. Yeah. And I remember cycling to yours before we used to head into pool. I, that would be playing on my little CD Sony Walkman thing with the anti-jog in my backpack. And I remember, you know, listening to like, so it's my job to keep the punk rock elite, monosyllabic girl, um, all out of angst, Champs-Elysees. And funny enough, the majority of the tracks that Frank covers is off that album. Well, two of them, sorry. The other two are punk in Drublick and one and Bob is from White Trash and mm-hmm. but because I didn't know Pump in Drublick really at all, I didn't know Scavenger Type and Perfect Government. Yeah. So they were like a novelty and funny enough, I, you know, because of that, I did, I did I have found the Frank versions harder to get into, but that's not because I don't like the cover, the version of it, because I think musically they're all good. It's because I didn't know. The, the song source originally. material. So it's been harder for me. Whereas Eat the Meek is a reggae song um, that NerfX did. You know, why must we stay really slow? Fucking totally different. Frank's version. It's yeah. like that drums. It's like really fast and pacey, isn't it? And like you say, he's sort of playing with his 
sound mm-hmm. because it's not a. It wouldn't be like a what I would typically call a Frank song. Yeah, not a single. But it works so well. Mm. It's really good. It's mm. not, Bob is obviously you could you know the it's very Frank. It's sort of if you were describing folk and Frank, you know, Bob is sort of hits all the nails on the head. But actually, I'm not the biggest fan of that version of it purely because I find it a bit like it's not as good as like Eat the Meek I find Eat the Meek a bit more interesting yeah I think for the Bob one which was the first one that they released I think it he tried to, to do it in a very one. classic um, Sleeping Souls sound yeah but just to um, sidetrack onto Frank a second obviously in the last couple of albums that Frank's done um, Be More Kind and then the um, Tales from No Man's Land yeah so on Be More Kind, he was he was trying some different sounds, yeah, and different yeah, things. Yeah. Then for uh, Tales from No Man's Land, he went to um, actually I think Tales was the um, podcast. It was I think it's just No yeah. Man's Land. He he went back to a more classic uh, folk sound. Yeah. But the direction that he was going with uh, Be More Kind was was experimenting with different sounds and stuff. And yeah. there were some hits and misses for sure on that um, on on Be More Kind. Yeah. Not the song hits and misses, which is a, a song of his. Um, <laughs> There were some that I was like, yeah, okay, he he shot for something and it didn't quite land. But then uh, there's one called Common Ground, which has got like a, um, it's almost like a get cape, sort of like uh, drum and bass, kind of like uh, programmed beat. Okay. And then him playing guitar, uh, uh, acoustic guitar over it, which I think is incredible. And I'm actually really interested to see. And I think the fact that he's done some different stuff on this album Suggests is a he sign might. that he's going to continue to try some different stuff which he, he probably needs to do because i think even in his own words he has kind of not done it to death but he's mastered his sound yeah, that he's yeah, got yeah. and that and it speaks volumes that you say with the bob one that it's not it's not boring but it's just it's kind yeah, of what you'd expect no means it's boring but it was exactly how i thought he might do bob whereas yeah. eat the meek which is a track i do know because it's off so long and thanks for all the um shoes you know, it's totally different. And mm. it is really cool, but Falling in Love, that last track on the album, it's like the best tracks for me are the first track, Substitute, which no effects cover, and Falling in Love at the end is almost a bit Nick Cave. It's it's a bit mm. like deep. It's like... Well, I think that's what and he's Fat maybe... And Mike openly says that's his favourite track off the whole album. Oh, cool. Um, he said what he did is better than the original. Well, I think that's maybe what he's starting to lean into is is looking at some of those other um, singer songwriters who did um, did move past just doing folk rock well, and, yeah. and tried some different Dylan, things. Neil Young, yeah, you Johnny know, Cash, even yeah, Johnny Cash, Bruce Springsteen, for instance, mm. has experimented a bit. He's always got a Bruce sound. Yeah, but let's mo- be honest, Bruce created it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they they have meandered slightly off the the beaten track. Um, but all these people need to experiment. And I, 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 for one, would be excited to see where Frank went with it because I dipped in and out of Frank for a n- number of years. But um, No Man's Land drew my interest again because of the concept. And some recent podcasts of him chatting about stuff has sort of piqued my interest again um, because he does talk so, so well about the business and he's very honest. And um, I listened to a podcast with him today. And again, some of the tracks he's choosing, I'm like, yeah, I know these tracks. I love those tracks. Um, but yeah, as a as an album, I thought it was I thought it was so strong. I thought it was really cool. I'm I'm, I'm pleased that you enjoyed it. I, I've only listened through once, and yeah, I, I I found it a good listen. I think at the moment because I'm it's a shame I'm I didn't know the No Effects ones as well because if I had to pick a side, 
I would be uh, on West Coast because it's called West Coast versus Wessex. Yeah. And I, but hats off to NoFX. It seems, I don't know, it's really annoying. And I think one of the reasons I've gone off NoFX in recent years is because sometimes I'm like, give a shit a little bit. <laughs> you know, like the live sets and the way they are. And it's, yeah, it's give funny. Give a single fuck. It's funny the first time. And when was that first time we saw them? When we, they had the tiny uh, fucking band. 2004? Yeah, it was funny then. By which point they were, what, 15 years into their yeah, career? When we first saw them and they were chucking the Skiba jokes every song. You know, there's one from Adsky. And it was, yeah, they joke and they play some song. When you've seen that 10 times and you're like, just play three more songs because I actually like your songs. So I sort of dipped out of no effects because I was just like, it just seems like they don't give a fuck. Whereas these covers seem like they've given them a, f- they've tried. a bit of thought. Yeah. And I think I think it pays off. I really do I think th- it pays off. Fat Mike is clearly a fan. Of, uh, of Frank and he speaks so highly of him and it's funny isn't it because there yeah. are quite a few um, um, people oh, obviously he's, he's got a big US fan base but there's there's some high profile names in music that like him I'm, yeah. obviously he's got a friendship with uh, with Jarrett Reddick from Bowling for Soup who absolutely loves Frank turns Turner. out he's good friends with the front man from Counting Crows yeah. oh but uh, Frank loves Counting Crows yeah doesn't he? he's he's, he, he's t- t- um, Adam I can't Juritz remember. Or I can't remember like. what his surname is, but it's definitely Adam. Um, um, I think he actually owes a lot to Counting Crows. If you listen, go back and listen to some Counting Crows. There's a lot of Sleeping Souls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, so the podcast I'd listened to, Fat Mike. It was their recent episode. Um, is the one that I've mentioned to you with the drummer from Gaslight Anthem, um, Benny. Benny, that's it. He co-presents the show. I want to say it because it's really good. Um, it's a really good show, actually. Do you remember we had a lovely chat with Benny when uh, Gaslight played at um, Wedgwood in 2009? Did say? I? Yeah. When yeah. did I have yeah, this we chat? Did. We had a lovely chat with him at the, uh, at the merch stand. And we were talking about, because I think the, the tour had been postponed because of the snow. That's it, and they were, and he come on, and he was like, "We'll shovel the snow for you." Yeah, that was that was Brian. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but same thing. Um, it's called going off track. And okay. um, they Fat Mike is their most recent episode, and he talks about this album, and he talks about like his love for Frank, and it's funny though the obviously keep my um, Glory Hallow Union is off Keep My Bones England Keep My Bones, mm-hmm. but the other ones are off either well yeah the first ballad couple of albums. Is, uh, b- ballad uh, ballad is Campfire and then it did go on to mm-hmm. uh, Sleepers for the Week, but there's it's basically Love Are and. Sleepers for the week. Yeah, it's the earlier stuff. Yeah, when was England Keep My Bones? Twenty eleven. Yep. Um, yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah. And it's funny that the No Effects ones are all off the like Earlier first. Stuff. Yeah. It doesn't go as far as nineteen ninety seven, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that was a deliberate choice. Maybe it's to give them some space to do a second one. Yeah, Benny does talk because um, obviously Frank supported Gaslight, doesn't he? Mm. And Benny was saying how he he loved The Worst Things Happen at Sea Cover and then Fat Mike chimed in and said, it's a, like, I love that song. I'll tell you what I found recently. I was sorting through some stuff on my uh, external hard drive of dreams, which uh, occasionally <laughs> of dreams. dig some things out from. Um, I've got the, uh, the podcast from 2006 that Fat Wreck did. And it was Fat Mike and a guy called Floyd. I don't know if he's still involved with Fat Wreck. Okay. Um, you, you might enjoy them. I'll uh, I'll I'll share them with you so you can have a listen. 
it, it, it's quite funny to think like this was podcasting literally like 14 years ago nice yeah um because podcasting was around it just kind of like yeah, was yeah, a very yeah. niche thing and then it, it sort of like it's obviously had a resurgence in the last few years um well fat mike jokes about because he's got a podcast which i don't i haven't paid an interest to but he jokes in this podcast episode that he's doing another one called fat mike's fat mike <laughs> and he jokes that he's gonna ring up people <laughs> who have ripped him off <laughs> or stolen songs so he says i ring up bad religion at one point and uh, i asked them um i asked them why they've ripped off this song from now and then he he's, he's got one where he says he rings up sublime and he's like you've why have you ripped this off and he just waits them to answer but that's really that? good i i saw today that um Jim from Jimmy World is doing a songwriters podcast similar to the one that Krista makes okay. has, has done. Um, and it got me thinking, and I was going to ask you this um, in preparation for this recording, but I didn't. So maybe you can finger some off the cuff. I was thinking, what other podcasts would we like to hear from people in bands and, 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 and what would it be on? Well, I've got one for you okay. that I don't know if you're aware of. All right. Ryan Key from Yellow Card has a Star Wars podcast. Has a Star Wars with podcast with the guy from uh, Bayside. Yes. Yeah, because there's three of them, isn't there? Or, uh, yeah, I think there's guy. another guy as well. So, funnily enough, I did I did know about this. I think. Um, Have you listened to it? No, oh, I've, right. I've not. Because I, to be fair, I spend way too much time listening to Star Wars podcasts. As it is, so I've, okay. not, I've not gone around to it. Oh, you but, should though. I'd love to know. Well, about funnily it. enough, I was watching this thing uh, that the official Star Wars YouTube channel does called Star Wars Book Club, okay. and uh, they had Nick from Bayside on that as a uh, as like a pundit talking about this book, uh, and it did make me think. Yeah, I really should check out that, but uh, I've not gone around to it yet. Oh, just quickly, before I give some suggestions, did you like the fact that they changed the lyrics? The sound of um, someone tied up next to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did yeah, notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, Fat Mike's into BDSM. Yep. <laughs> um, so I thought that was quite funny. Um, but yeah, all right, so... So the, the one that I came up with was... Craig Finn's bedtime stories. Oh, that would be so. So Craig good. Finn is the uh, frontman from the Hold Steady. The Hold Steady's lyrics are all sort of like interconnected stories with the, with the same characters reoccurring. Yeah. Uh, so I thought just an hour of him just telling stories in the same sort of uh, style that he does uh, the right. songs. Okay. All right. So we so Fat Mike, Fat Mike ringing people and having a go. Craig Finn telling bedtime stories. Um. Oh, this is. Well, maybe, I maybe, feel maybe we'll spin it out. You know, maybe we'll spin it out. I want to come up with at least one. All right. Um, well, maybe we'll spin it out and do it another time. Oh. Ian from the Lightning Seeds. Uh, promotional songs. <laughs> yeah, you could do top top promotional songs. Uh, this is difficult. Well, okay. I wish you would have told me sooner. Yeah, sorry. I, I was kind of um, something that I thought about, but I didn't get around to talking to you about it. I'm earlier. just trying to think of like someone popular. Who would have something to say? Mm. You could have like Milo doing a science podcast. Yeah, that'd be Milo good. From the there Descents. you go. Yeah, there you go. There's your one. But that's that's almost sort of too obvious, isn't it? Yeah, but they don't have to be uh, like kind of the obvious ones are the ones that it, it makes sense, right? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll park this. Bruce Dickinson's airline chat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he's a pilot, and he could have guests on. Yeah. Dexter could come on because I think he's got his pilot's license possibly yeah, yeah. Uh, and they could just chat you know what's your favourite Boeing then 
Bruce Dickinson's uh, Mile High Club. <laughs> that's it. Good one. You've, well, that's my idea ruined, and you've made it better. So. Well, we'll, well come you're going to get the fucking credit for that if he well, does it. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he already does. I haven't checked. Uh, we'll come back to that one. Um, have you got anything else for today? Um, so there was a the, the, an artist suggested that. Um, Funny enough, they were me- the whole study were mentioned how the stories and what they're talking about is very relevant for their age, and how it's because of that it's more credible, and it's more of the time. Whereas there are still big punk bands today talking about dyed hair, short shorts, and not fitting in at school. Does that bother you? Uh, yeah, I find it really fucking awkward, actually. Yeah. And it does not make me want to listen but to this. But had you thought about it before? Because until I heard it today, this quote, I was like, oh, yeah, it is weird when nearly 50-year-olds, like, and I was, so I was thinking of bands I love, and I was thinking Less Than Jake typically don't talk about that sort of stuff. But And if they do, it's, it's in a certain way. Less Than Jake tend to fall on the leaving this town sort of... Um, vibe vibe rather than the i hated school i was the odd one out i was if they do it's done in a different way Mm -hmm. there's songs about people from the past but it's not like they're singing about mark cruz now okay as a frame of reference perhaps the one that people that comes to people's mind is high school never ends yeah? yeah yeah i think that song works still works because He's not singing it um, about uh, him being at high school. Yeah, yeah. He's singing about... And actually, the whole idea is that high school never ends, it continues. So that kind of like sits in its own sort of category. So you weren't including something like that in this, were you? No, sort of. Yeah, I guess you could you could chuck that in in some... It, it, it falls on the remit, doesn't it? It's on the... but, it but it's not like... Um, what I guess I find uncomfortable is when they are talking... Like they are still at high school and they're yeah, yeah, 40, 50 year old men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, a lot of these bands are now. There are some offenders for this. Funnily enough, and this is a band that I've dipped out of, I've got plenty of good things to say about this band, so I'm not going to, it's not going to be too they? much of a slant. Uh, it's Newfound Glory. Yeah. So that, um, that one they did the, oh, what was it called? Oh. There was a single, wasn't there, that came out from the new album that we, I think we both really liked. And that was talking... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I said it was better than that other fucking crock of shit they released with the cartoon cover and the, the desert All right, land. all right, okay. Uh, I, I know, I do admit. So it was, I enjoyed it. Was a good yeah, song, I yeah. enjoyed it. Now, that was talking about, like, it was kind of like a relationshipy kind of song, but it wasn't in any way like... He's talking about a teenage relationship here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what spurred this on then? Why are you thinking about this? Well, funny enough, um, Frank said uh, in his Off the Beaten Track episode that he was always trying to progress and he found it a bit uncomfortable when ageing punk bands are singing about being in high school and trying to sell that as an, an idea and an ideology, whereas people like Counting Crows and The Hold Steady are writing lyrics mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. suit the time period they're being written in, uh, which is, you know, and I was like, yeah, that you know, actually, and then I thought back because obviously we're both massive Hold Steady fans. I was like, yeah, there's stories there about the time period, and yeah, some of these stories go back, but there's none about like 
being sat in the corner of, you know, for instance, you know, and unfortunately I have to mention them because, I, I you know, again, it's a band I've seen live a couple of times, but Wheatus, you know, obviously they're big hit. It's just a bit like, oh. But I guess that's more about being the odd one out and maybe it's not about being at high school. But, there, you know, unfortunately there are bands who had songs back then, but it's when they're still writing them that I find it a bit... Yeah, there are trying to write catchy songs and catchy singles about. I think it says a lot. It says a lot. Stuff it says a lot like, that I can't really think of any at the top of my head. It's probably because it's a, it's something that I sort of tend to shy away from because it's I I can sort of see it coming a mile off and I don't. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really do it for me. I, I, well, I wouldn't I, be surprised I, if you went on the New Found Glory thing and checked out the last few albums. There would be a few songs possibly. that fell into the category of. Possibly. When I was younger, this girl loved me, right. and now she's done in harmony. <laughs> right, get your get your bingo cards out. I'm going to talk about Mike Carrera for a minute. That is what I really like about the the latest um, stuff that he's written is that he is writing stuff about who he is now. Yeah, the the sound may be very similar, um, and then when you see them play a set of songs, he's he's playing the songs that were written when he was you know uh younger. Like there's, there's one like about uh, my mum still cleans my room or whatever it is but i can overlook them and the fact that he's singing those songs because the new material that he's writing is about the fact that he has a family and a wife and kids and, and that sort of thing and that yeah. that is why i warm to his uh his his punk rock songs perhaps more so than some others because there's I think, an authenticity to it yeah i think uh, yeah I, I think it's genuine you know, I know that if I go to see The Offspring, I'm going to get... Want You Bad. Want You Bad, that's the one. I mean, you're going to get Want You Bad and you're going to get the silly songs, but unfortunately they are a greatest hits band now because most of the stuff they've released recently just isn't worth releasing, which is why they've stopped releasing it and why they're just on a, always a greatest hits tour. Um, but yeah, like you say, for MXPX and Mike Carrera, he sort of has progressed with the time and he's changed his, like, what he's writing about, you know. Mm. And again, there's still songs about the hometown that they come from, which are still relevant, but it's if they're relevant and then suddenly there's a love interest. Well, actually, Mike, you're married with kids, mate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't try and sell me that you've been let down by some chick on a Friday night who didn't show up and sat at the thing with the book and the I, rose. Do you know what? I think you might have just tapped on what it is I don't like about it. It's when it feels like the song has been written for a young person that's going through those things. Because they can't relate. I don't like that. I don't like songwriting for other people. Yeah. I like songwriting about the person that's written the song. And I want it to be about them. And yes, you might find meaning in it and interpret it in your own way yeah. and, and, and make it about yourself. But it shouldn't be a, um, a, a a song that's given to you and sort of like try it on for size. And, you know, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be a choose your own adventure type thing. Yeah, I, feel, I think that we could do a whole episode on lyrics in general. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Because, you know. I've got a lot of love for a lot of bands and over the years, the lyrics have got progressively worse. Uh, yeah. Um, it's funny. This makes me feel really uncomfortable talking about lyrics. I, 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 we have to address this uh, again at some point. Why does it make you feel uncomfortable? I, just I, as a little teaser? No, no, no. No, just because uh, I think I feel personally about lyrics, having written Listen lyrics. Yeah. I, I think probably in the same way that a guitarist might feel about talking about guitarists. Um, Someone else's guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, I or, can. Or, or bad guitarists. I think what... Yeah, I think we'll do a full episode, actually, on lyrics and 
the way they're going. Right. And like what, <laughs> the way they're going. No, what we've enjoyed in the past about lyrics, what okay. we can get, what what we can sort of look over. Yeah. And it's funny. I don't think they're as important to me anymore. Like I don't. I, I think I could enjoy a song and not question what the lyrics were about or. Really? So you're yeah. saying you like the new Real Big Fish album? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, as long as it's not offensive to my ears, I, I don't mind it. So, yeah, we've, we've talked, haven't we, in the, the last year about some lyrics that you don't like, and I've picked a, <laughs> I picked one, <laughs> Justin Bieber one. But as long as I don't mind the lyrics, I don't think I question it anywhere near as much as I used to. Do you, do you not find that you're, like, because a set of lyrics for me, like, for instance... Well, lyrics is what you sing along to, you know. Yeah, but you know, hybrid theory is turning twenty in August or whatever this month or next month. Yeah, and I can still pretty much recite the lyrics. I can't play any of it on guitar. And there are songs now, less than Jake, you know, easily probably, you know, my favorite bands. You know, the the the, the lyrics that Vinnie's penned are. You know, I can. You put any of their albums on, and I reckon I could do. There's and there's some of their albums I could do them without the songs being played. Mm. If you just said, "I'll oh, sing that one," I'll, yeah, I'll go on then. <laughs> like the first sing. line is this. <laughs> uh, but but a lyric for me is like I think that's why I respected you so much because I was a lyricist of sorts, but mine were maybe more simple or not as. I've got a couple of lyrics that I'm so proud of that I thought, Christ, I've done something there. But then I've got some that I've gone, ah, you've bashed out in half an hour. It works for what it needed, but it's <laughs> not like. No, gen- genuinely, I don't. I don't think I consider lyrics half as much i think i'm a lot more um sound based now i think i i wow. I'm, I'm far more interested in um in production in just aesthetic of of music than i am lyrics yeah i'm, I'm perhaps realizing this as, as i'm saying it it's just like I'm, I'm. I'm sort of surprised how surprised you are. Oh no! This, just but. because of your like your background. Like, yeah, you I think you were writing lyrics for for a decade. You I know? think it's because I don't. Yeah, because I don't. You do must it. still pen some stuff down now. You must do. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> no. But like, I, I, genuinely, I, 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 no, I get what ever, you mean about sound. Ever, ever so, so rarely do. To, to 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 quickly mention something we've already discussed. The I listened to the try not to breathe REM episode of song uh, exploder the other day again because i just love that episode and when they're talking about the backing vocals and how um mike mills didn't want any gap in a song he doesn't like bridges so what mm-hmm. so he said to michael he was like i want some lyrics over this and he didn't know what to do so he just he said he just moaned over it <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like and because the lyrics are about a gran who passed away and he um she didn't want to talk. She just wanted to see people with her eyes. And one of the lines is, these are the eyes. And she just wanted them to look at her so that rather than see her, her, her frail frame, they just remembered her eyes. So one of the lines in the in the, the song is, these are the eyes that I want you to remember. And he said, because it's a sad song, rather than try and write something over the top, he just went, oh, oh, and just moaned over this whole section and that is so powerful when you hear it as a track but like a lyric then gets a backing vocal and like some of the best moments in Canada Water when when people were singing the fucking edits we'd put in you know um I'm halfway 
three quarters, which is was like an afterthought. Yeah. Like in an, in an edit, yeah, yeah. you know, but people sing that back and here you are saying <laughs> that you're not fucking fussed about lyric. Well, you are, but it's not what you're totally into anymore. No. It's madness. No, it's strange, isn't get it? Get out. Get Ian in. <laughs> Ian. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely, um, it's, it's just, it, it isn't the most important thing. I oh, I wonder whether it ever I'm was. still so moved by a set of lyrics. I, I wonder whether it, well no don't get me wrong I can I can hear something and if it, if something about the lyric piques my interest then perhaps I'll give it more attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but yeah I don't think I consider lyrics half as much don't, as I used Don't to. get me wrong like in recent times like some of the songs I've mentioned on this thing is like you know that post Malone track and the Miley Cyrus one mm. couldn't give a toss really what the mm. lyrics were. There was something in the sound, and there's a couple of Rage Against the Machine track songs where um, I couldn't recite what Zach is particularly rapping or singing, whatever. But the sound the guitar is making gets me, and I'm like, yeah. I'm getting not entranced. What's the word? It maybe it is entranced that I'm thinking of, where I'm just like, bang. Uh, captivated by the sound of it and I'm like yeah. it doesn't matter what he's saying the, what's going on in the song is what's doing it for me but like if I go back to listen to the first Coldplay album that's 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 the whole thing oh you've given me some food for thought now I think I am going to go and find some Death lips. Cat Man you know I will possess your heart it's like a book elegantly bound in a language that I can't speak <laughs> oh my goodness Gibbard, you know, hand him a fucking award. You yeah. know, it's that's all about that. But then again, I love that intro. I could listen to that like four minute intro on its own and not listen to the rest of the song. Yeah. The bond. Well, to go bond, back to bond, you know, as a call back to what we were talking about earlier on about the about the Death Cab latest album. I'd I'd like the one where he just be just banging on about Northern Lights for a bit. Like that's good. <laughs> I don't know what the words are. Yeah, I'm not saying I need to be moved by every set of lyrics, but lyrics are what you sing along to. Are you saying you don't sing along as much? I do. So you know the lyrics? I don't think about them. I don't think about them in the same... That's sa- because you just take it in as a music lover. Yeah, I don't think about them in the same way that I don't think about what uh, chord is being played. Oh, I don't think about that. I'm a no, no, no. I, 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 do you see what I mean? Like... Perhaps there was a time as a lyricist where I, I looked at lyrics a bit more Have, having, critically. Having dabbled slightly in guitar as a rhythm guitarist and a poor one at that, um, there are songs where I go, I'm going to check out the tabs because I'd like to be able to play this and I might dabble with it. But I don't particularly sit there and go, oh, blimey, the older... He's used the E sharp tuning <laughs> method there with a yeah. with a seven string guitar. And a, yeah. you know, I, can, I, I, I wonder whether it is something to do with being out of the game so to speak Perhaps. well let's get you back in it I'm putting it out now who wants to start a band what <laughs> type of genre do you want Liam's going to write the lyrics Liam's going to write in the lyrics I'm going to probably uh, mess up guitar maybe I'll pick up the bass again um, do you want to do dual vocals again we had some Oof. we had a terrible <laughs> review but could you get the call out it's upstairs it's upstairs the cork <laughs> is here he's basically open to it he looks keener than he sounds guys um, what sort of band do you want to do I, Scarf I, don't, I feel like I'm being railroaded here well, you are I'll tell you what I do like about Thatcher though uh, back on the NerfX thing I thought, I thought you meant the woman <laughs> the little <laughs> in a what about the little keys in the background yeah that's good I really love that that's good 
Oh, we've got an instant circles tonight, haven't we? <laughs> I've done that on purpose because this, I, this need now to, feels... I need to have a stiff drink so this and is, a sit down. This is our bumper birthday edition, and I feel like every good birthday party, this is now the the sort of four in the morning point <laughs> where we're getting quite deep about stuff, having come yeah, in no, from quite good a... because uh, I, we should write some of this shit down because we've got like five episodes here. <laughs> <laughs> One is just the psychology of you. So, <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell. So let's look ahead a little bit. So, oh god, looking at the second year. I mean, obviously, all of this is subject to change. But what we got planned? We want to get some, uh, want to get some different voices in, don't we? We want to have some guests. That was always the plan. Uh, and for some reason, whatever reason, we've been derailed slightly, and uh, it's just you and I. Uh, but we we're, we're talking to some people, and uh, yeah, you may, you may. <laughs> we've made some advances. Ian from the Lightning Seas may pop back in. Um, no, genuinely, uh, we're looking to have some guests. We're going to do more open mics. I think people like this format. Yeah, Peter, and I think once some more albums come out, we'll probably do another review episode because I really enjoyed that. And we've had a lot of good feedback about that. And a lot of you have gone out and checked out albums from that review, which is really sort of humbling. Yeah. Um, but definitely follow the playlist on Spotify. And, you know, if, if uh, I think... If we have songs that we like, we're going to just start adding them to the playlist, even if we don't get a chance I to th- talk to them. I think we've talk, discussed... Talk about them. I think we've discussed sort of um, not having as many branches to the tree and trying to coordinate it a bit so yeah, it's less confusing oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. you guys. Yeah, we've definitely experimented a bit in the in the past year with different formats. Open we'll, we'll, mics is staying and will always stay. Yeah. And, you know, I hope some of you go and check out the off-the-record thing. Um, on the Facebook page, because, uh, the Facebook group, should I say, because that was actually a really enjoyable chat, and it got a bit deep actually with the topics of recent months. Like, you know, if you don't want to hear about a little bit about COVID, I wouldn't fucking join the brain trust. <laughs> um, but that's not. But we're coming out of that now, so it could be. We, you know, we've got plans to talk about our favourite beers, you know, Star Wars and other things, you know, plumbing. I'll teach you how to plumb a bath in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've got we've got ideas, but if you've got any ideas, you know, yeah, feel just free give to chuck us, you want us to talk about. chuck us a message. But, you know, and if it falls into an open mics category, that's great as well, you know, but we have, I've been chatting to someone and I think they're pretty keen and that could be possibly the next episode. Yeah, um, schedule depending. Which is exciting because although you might, there's lots of people that we um, we've talked about uh, reaching out to and having in, involved. We just, yeah, I, I think really the plan was to do that this year once we'd found our feet. With we the bought the show. third mic, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah. There's a, there's a free track mind on the way. But unfortunately, this all happened, and we won't. Yeah, but we'll, we'll hurry get back that to along it. just for the sake of episodes. Like, well, well, and I think I think there was the option, obviously, to talk to people remotely. Um, but I think we want to do that in person where we can, don't we? Yeah, I, I, I suppose because some of the guests are people we know. And yeah. I've got a few names of... I'm just starting to... There's a wish to, list. I've got a few that I've chucked a few messages out. Yeah, there's a wish list emerging. Just to try and get on their their radar again. So hopefully some... But genuinely, thank you for joining us for our birthday. Uh, Edward, if people want to uh, hang out with you post-party, where can they find you? Uh, we're in the boozer. Uh, <laughs> in the or, at, or at Run With Ed. Um, and I, if, you, if you don't give a fuck about running, uh, at Edward Crawley on um, Instagram. Excellent. And I am at Liam Toms on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the podcast, as we said at the top of the show, uh, uh, Two Track Mind Pod on Twitter, Instagram. 
Uh, search us on Facebook, find the group, join the group. If you don't want to do that, join the main list, twotrapmind.uk. Uh, but we'll put all of the stuff in the comments. So if you have stopped listening, <laughs> you and can all find this, it all there. If you've made it this far, you're the first to hear about the golf balls we might be releasing. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> see you later and good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>